If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Hello and welcome to the Middle Age Man Talk podcast. And uh, so, uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm your host Brendan, and I'm your other host Richard. I was waiting for my entry line. Entry, that's right. And I, we are drinking unsweetened oolong tea from Ito N. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice oolong tea. It is. And they often run out of the Asian grocery. They have it, and it's gone for like a month. They have it again. Sex, and why it's no longer in films. So I ran across a comment, on, or actually it was a thread on Reddit recently, where someone asked what happened to movies. He was going through um, his like old 80s movies, like he basically went on a nostalgia kick. And he said, movies today are so... Um, castrated? Castrated, yeah. They're, they're unsexualized. Desexualized? Desexualized. They're, um, you have really pretty people, and you have cleavage... But, like, if you think with the Schwarzenegger 80s films, the classic action 80s films, there is always a sex scene with him getting laid, usually, or someone getting laid. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that one um, where he's on Mars? Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. And there's, like, a whole sex scene thing. Or maybe that was, like, imaginary the computer. There's a whole, like, sex scene with thing with him and the um, athletic Latino lady. Yeah, there was, um, you know, you had uh, you had movies like uh, Basic Instinct with Sharon Stone. You had uh, even just your regular, and this is more 90s because this is stuff I'm remembering. You had uh, movies like, I remember the very first movie that I ever rented on VHS and brought home for the family to watch for family movie night, which was not something that we did. I was trying to get it started. We we got a VHS player um, for Christmas. VHS. What does VHS stand for? Video. Home. System. Yeah. Uh, Video. Home. Yeah, I think system. So, what was the first movie you ever brought home for a family? This is you were a kid, you were a teenager. Teenager. Uh, so this is Backdraft. So it's a firefighter movie. Basically, so you have a arsonist setting fires, and they're set so that they cause a backdraft, and firefighters are dying and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's got some neat science about the way backdrafts and fires work and stuff like that. It was a really great movie. And there's a random sex scene on top of the fire trucks. Um, partway through the movie, which had nothing to do with the plot at all. Of course. But it was obligatory. In the 80s and 90s, there has to be... Yes. And I remember, so I, was, I think I was 15, 16 years old. So, and my parents were watching this, and my younger siblings are there as well. It was very mortifying that there was this sex scene, because I had, didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was coming up and that sort of stuff. You rented a firefighter movie thinking, yeah. cool, fire. You're like, how old are you? Like 13? Oh, well, I was probably 14 or 15, like I said. Whatever. But you're like, 14, 15, VHS, fire. Yes. And that was the internet. Let's be honest. Blockbuster Video was the internet in the 90s. Yep. But kids don't have that. Now they now they get mortified when their um, parents walk in and they're watching porn on their com- computer in their bedroom. Is that you? No. Yeah, mostly girls, though. I also work in IT and have set up in the past. You know, when 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 I had a teenager that I was a little concerned about. She's a good. She's a very good kid, but just a little bit concerned about stuff. So I actually had you know the whole DNS black holing and stuff that sort of stuff going on. Right. Um, I don't want you looking at horrible things until you're old enough to do that legally. 
until you're old enough to figure out how to get around my... If you really want to look at pornography, you'll get your own internet connection. Yes. I do kind of feel, though, I mean, if you really want people to not have sex till they're married, which a lot of Christian groups do, I'm thinking lifetime membership to World of Warcraft, high-speed internet connection with a good gaming system. They're not. They're going to be virgins till they're like 35. Lots of game, lots of games, and that sort of stuff. You know, uh, make sure that they they they're, uh, make a lot of online friends. Uh, That's right. On online sex is safer in some ways. Wouldn't that be terrible if like you were a teenager and you're trying to do the online sex thing, which they all do now, like you know, in videos of each other, and like you found like your cousin or like your uncle. You're, oh no! Uh, that happens. Oh, I'm sure it does. That's why it's funny. Hey, Uncle Steve. Wait, I didn't know you were gay. Hey, little Billy, I didn't know you were gay either. Uh, don't tell your parents? Okay. <laughs> Click. Next person. Chat roulette. But, yes. like, I kind of wonder, have any, has anyone been outed? Or outed themselves to someone else in their family who's also gay? Because there's a certain humor to that. Yeah, I know that. Little Billy. Why would you still call him Little Billy if he's, like, trolling the internet? <laughs> there's really... I've seen some really interesting things. I don't know how much... Of course, it's the internet, so I don't know how much of it's true. But, um... It's all true. I ran across uh, a chat that someone screenshotted, which was this girl saying that, Oh, my stepdad really supports... Is is really supportive of my business. He's even um, joined my OnlyFans. Isn't OnlyFans for pornography? Yes. So this teenage girl is doing OnlyFans to make money, and... Um, but her stepdad is one of her followers. Uh, maybe he'll make an appearance at her show. <laughs> so, but but once again, I'm like, how, how real is this really? You know, I don't. Know, who knows? I mean, there's all those terrible. Like, remember the night there was Jerry Springer in the '90s? Oh yes. There's always like terrible. Murray Povich. Murray Povich. Pul- whatever. There was all those shows with all these people having terribly inappropriate sex and relationships. And you kind of wonder at how much of them are putting it on. Yeah, because they're going to be on the show. It's like basically, this is my 15 minutes of fame. There's that British show um, about, you know, your the, my, my secret habit or whatever, you know. That sounds like a great show about nuns, my secret habit. <laughs> Someone who's like, like, like a secret nun. Yeah. But a nun that solves crimes at night. Yes. And their day job is something innocuous like working in the bakery. I think we could write a show about that. By day? She she's is, a nun. She's a nun. Teaching and, in a school, an all-girls school. Yeah, teaching at an all-girls school. And at night, she's a crime fighter. Oh, like Catwoman. Like sexy, like Catwoman. And she does yeah. like sexy Catwoman kicks to kick, uh, I don't know, what gold thieves, bank robbers. How come, and this is my complaint, back to the whole movies. Yeah, we said we were going to talk about sex in movies, and we didn't talk about sex, barely talked about sex in movies. We just made a pitch. If anyone's listening, the, what did you call it? My Secret Habit. Yes. It it could be, I think, a short uh, Netflix series. Uh, It's a nun who uh, teaches at an all girls school during the day, proper Catholic nun, but at night, she fights crimes in a sexy Catwoman type suit. Yeah, that's the the whole thing. It's basically Sherlock Holmes meets Catwoman with uh, a nun. Yeah, uh, I did. What's what's it called? The normal identity. 
Like Clark Kent is like the secret identity. Yeah. So she's so the cover identity. What the cover identity? The cover no. identity. Yeah. yeah. So well, no, it's, it's, it's she. She isn't. But the thing is, she would have to be authentically a nun and a and a she is authentically Catholic nun. You know, not that this is her cover. This is who she is. But she got somehow sucked into this. She's got a very good mind for the investigative. Or sort of- or 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 she was the teenage daughter of a Catholic Latin American drug lord. Right. It's only so. And what happened was, is people came for the family. She was hidden by the nuns and shipped away to another nunnery. So she's not really a nun, but the sisters are protecting her. So she grew up kind of pretending to be a nun. So she's not really a nun, but she pretends to be a nun to hide her true identity so people don't try to kill her. But then she got training from secret ninja nuns, you know, like the, uh, like the ninja nuns in Star Trek, the Romulan ones. Like that, but like in real life here, like Japanese nuns. So she learned how to be a ninja, and then she sent to like America, because she learned American English, like all Japanese people do. And then she starts solving crimes, because someone killed one of the nuns at her nunnery at the private school, and now she's investigating... And she has to end up help, helping to save a teenage girl's family whose parents are also in trouble with the mob. So she's like writing that wrong emotionally for herself by, by you know, killing the bad guys. And of course, at the very end of like, the, say, the season, uh, episode 10 of the first season or whatever, you know, if it's a Netflix one, then she like, you know, writes all those wrongs of the past. That could work. See, you have. Um, we I just think- did Daredevil, didn't we? We yeah. basically did Daredevil yeah, I was gonna say- with a ninja nun. You did Daredevil, except it's a, instead of during the day, he's a blind lawyer. You did a um, – so it's basically Electra nah. as, a, as a Catholic nun. Electra as a Catholic nun with a little more Daredevil and a hint of Catwoman. Yeah. The sexiest of Catwoman. Who would be her, um, her romantic interest then? Oh, I know. It has to be a widower father of one of the kids she's protecting at her school because, you know, she has to go for someone who's like a good guy or something. Would he yeah. be masculine or would he be a nerd? Her uh, love interest would would be it would be he'd be an Irish Catholic cop that um, she has she rescued at some point or something like that, and she she's he's that's he's the guy who can you know run do cop stuff like run plates or that sort of stuff for her, and he's fallen for her. Oh, so he looks the other way. So he doesn't. So he he basically covers for her um, and gets her out of trouble with you know keeps her from getting arrested and that sort of stuff or should he actually be should he be more of like a brother figure so he'd make him gay and he has like a husband or something and they kind of embrace her almost like a sister daughter niece type figure and then maybe she's goes for their like nephew or adopted son make him a little bit older he's like in his early 50s so he's like a senior detective that could work too and then they have like an attractive son who comes home and she's like, oh, hello. I like the idea of the fact that the love interest doesn't know that during the day she's a nun. Oh, like a Lois a Lois and Clark kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's actually kind of good. So so we, we'd make her what? Like late 20s, maybe make him early mid 30s. So he's like a junior detective or something. Yeah. A junior detective. And I, an Irish, uh, Irish Catholic, you know, lapsed Catholic, but, you know, but still culturally Catholic. Like a Bill Burr type. Like, well, no, like, you, know, you know Bill Burr? Um, Boston, painfully Boston, Irish Catholic type comedian. Um, he was the fast talking guy in Breaking Bad. Okay, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. The, right, so. the right-headed one. We have not watched Breaking Bad yet. And what year is it? Um, I like to make sure that TV shows are well and done 
And uh, oh my god, it's been done for this spinoff, Better Call Saul, the Breaking Bad, is in its last season now, and you have not watched Breaking Bad yet. So, you know what you could actually do? Watch Better Call Saul, which is a prequel spinoff, and then watch Breaking Bad. You should do that. And then I can see how they retconned all the stuff um, to make it all sort of work. Correct. And then after you finish Breaking Bad the series, you watch the Breaking Bad movie, which is kind of like a conclusion week at the fans chapter of the story. No, it's Um, interesting watching uh, older TV shows now, binge watching them, because you start to pick up when the writers, the good writers left the show. That's right. And then all of a sudden it's like, hang on. So when did this, why does this all of a sudden this character's father become someone special when he's just never been there? So in Castle, his dad all of a sudden becomes a super, super secret CIA spy. He's just never been in the picture. Yeah, that's how the castle, because they, and that's how he got access for his first book to someone, because his dad pulled some strings. I, I don't know. But I, he didn't know that. No, I, I feel like, though, a lot of American TV, like if it's a British series, they do two or three brilliant seasons, end it. American TV, it's like they do two or three brilliant seasons. Uh, let's keep this money train going. Ah, uh, season eleven. But the the they only put that give the writers a two or three season contract, and because now this show is doing really well, they can't afford the, to keep those writers on because they want more money. They they, they want like a million dollars an episode. Depending on the actual popularity of the show, it might be worth it. Um, so they get they they go off to another, or they they get moved to a. New series in the same, uh, stu- in the same, uh, do the studio. same trick again. Yeah, make basically, us, make us another hit show. Yes, and what happens is that then they bring in the B B B list writers to continue writing on the show, the cheap ones, right? Or that what was that Grey's Anatomy spinoff where it's like the guy's ex wife or whatever, and that was a terrible spinoff. Like the first season was kind of okay. I didn't keep watching it. Um, I started watching Grey's Anatomy too, like seasons ago, because like it just it got all about who's having inappropriate sex with each other instead of about like medicine and doctoring in hospitals, which was kind of interesting to me. It turned into General Hospital. Yeah, a little bit. And the spinoff series was, was really went south really quickly. It was like, oh, so have all of the actors had sex with each other? Oh, someone quit the show. Kill him off. He died. Everyone's sad about that now. Emotions. Yeah. So there's still a lot of sex in TV and like series. Yes. But movies, big films, unless people are like married or something or it's like super okay or they're making a point about like – but even then the sex isn't there. There might be the relationship with a love or a kiss, but the actual real like hot and horny passion – well, what it's actually what's a lot of what's missing is the intense emotion, the chemi- the, the chemistry, the sexual chemistry. Right. It's not just the sex scenes; it's the smoldering looks. It's the you know um, the anticipation yeah. of something to come. Uh, what about Deadpool? Actually, oddly, the first Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds, they had quite the like bizarre kind of. It's a bit comedic and a bit dark, but the action, the sarcasm is so thick you can you know eat it with a fork, but. They actually had quite a bit of love with yes. him and his wife in that one. So there's character in the character. I was going to say Deadpool is meant to be irreverent and to be a uh, – there, there's supposed to be this juxtaposition of – Deadpool really is – he acts like an asshole all the time. But 
he's really a good guy, despite being to- almost totally amoral and, you know... Which is kind of relatable, because I think most men of our generation, we'd like to speak our minds more and go, I'm not sure about that. It's not even a judgment. I just want to say... I'm not sure about that new thing that the trans movement said, or I'm not sure about this thing that the political party that I normally follow said. I don't know about that. And people lose their minds. No, but you're on our side of politics. Yeah, but I'm not sure about that thing. They just, the guy said the thing, and I'm not sure about it. Like, if, if you were like a conservative or you're a Republican, and you're like, I'm not sure about Trump, you're not even criticizing him. You're just saying, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't like what he said about Mexicans. Oh, you're not one of us. You're probably one of those weird liberals. No, I just can't get You're like, a red Tory. You're a red, but why can't you just say, I'm not sure about something? Like, uh, AC, I think we talked about this before. AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I forget the actor's name, but he said on Twitter or something, I'm not sure a three year old is old enough to make a decision about transitioning their gender. Like, he didn't say you should or shouldn't be able to. He's like, I'm not sure about that. And they slaughtered the guy online. And just because he said, I'm not sure about it. I don't, he didn't, he didn't take a position one way or the other. He just said, I'm not sure about that. Is that really yeah. something a three-year-old is old enough and able to decide when they're three? Because a three-year-old isn't legally allowed to decide anything else. They can't decide when they go to bed. They don't even know if they need to go in the potty. Let's be honest. I know sometimes, not all the time. Uh, so making a life decision uh, to say I'm not sure seems perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um... But the thing is, though, like someone like the A.C. Slater guy, he's been an actor in L.A. And California is, you know, super Democrat, super liberal, super open and friendly to the gays um, and all that whole LGBTQ plus community. I don't think he's the guy to attack. When he asks an honest question on the Twitter. I mean, I think he learned a lesson. Get off of Twitter. That's really the lesson. No one yep. should be on Twitter. We should just get rid of it. Nothing good comes from Twitter. The, the problem is, is that people compare Twitter to the, the town square. That's the new town square. The problem is most of the people who are on Twitter uh, are just like looking for attention, looking for a fight. In the town square, it was actually conversations and different people, one-on-ones. You knew who you were talking to. You knew who you are talking to. I mean, and the problem with Twitter is verified Twitter basically means nothing, really. But I think if Twitter actually changed it to be verified, you had to actually show a driver's license or some sort of government ID, like a passport, and now we know who you are, and the name that's on your passport driver's license has to reflect the name you actually have. Like maybe if you're a celebrity with like um uh, like, like an acting name, this is the name I use as an actor. That's fine. That's a recognized name, entertainment name. But we still have your real passport on file, and people can't change their name all the time because that happens a lot too with Twitter. You things. have to put your passport picture and your home address um in your Twitter profile. That's a bit too much because then you get people using that to find where people live and like identity theft. Oh no, that's perfect because no one would use Twitter then. That's true. <laughs> then someone invents something new. But but still, though, if you actually had to go and say, here's who I actually am, here's what I'm actually saying. They tried to do that on Facebook. The, real, the whole real name policy. Um, Doesn't and... really work. You, would you like another tea? No. I'm okay. good. So, um, on, on that note, we can sum it up that there's less sexy sex passion in movies than there used to be, generally yes. speaking, broadly speaking, especially mainstream blockbuster yeah. movies. I think we're both agreed that people should leave AC Slater alone. Yes? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone.
breakfast, the most important meal of the day. That comes from Dr. Kellogg. Dr. Kellogg. Who wanted to get youth to stop masturbating. What? The the cornflakes guy? Yes, that's why cornflakes are bland. Because his, his, his medical theory was that um, having too many too much exciting foods excited the uh, the libido and caused masturbation. So cornflakes were created. He's a Quaker, by the way. So, <laughs> so you're telling me Doctor Kellogg was a real doctor mm-hmm. who invented cornflakes to keep teenagers from masturbating so much. Yes. <laughs> is that true? Yes, it is true. Look it up. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. I believe you. <laughs> middle-aged man talk thank you so much for listening please check us out on patreon <laughs> Woof. <laughs>